In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, just living the dream, brother. It's. Uh, I think it almost got above freezing today, so, you know, that was fun. Yeah, where I live, it got a little bit above freezing, but it's not expected to be that way from now on for a while. So. Like to one degree Celsius there in Canada? Oh. No, 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 oh, no. Well, you're, you're in the United States. Yeah, Canada <laughs> boy is not here tonight. Oh, that's sad. Wah. Wah, wah. But, uh, look, look at us, though, th- 40 years later after we're supposed to switch to the metric system. Yeah. Still hanging out doing our own thing. <laughs> yep. Good old Fahrenheit. You know, uh, times two plus 32. Oh. Divided. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, if you are new to this particular show, the premise is really simple. We take turns challenging the other in a book, some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of pro wrestling. Um, we don't discuss them in advance, so the answers are going to be entirely off the cuff. Uh, before we get into it, though, I'd like to take this moment to remind everyone uh, who's listening to make sure to like, share, and subscribe so we can continue to grow and continue to provide you with great or, I mean, I guess, okay content. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah. Um, you know, if you are if you have a long commute, it's, it's something yeah, it's, to listen to drive. It's mildly entertaining <laughs> sometimes. It's passable. But um, it's deep. I mean, we really dig deep sometimes. We, we sometimes do. Sometimes do. So I think I went first last week. So, uh, DA Fabe, what do you got to challenge me this week? Well, I'm, I'm, um, yeah, today's not going to be a mildly deep conversation because, um, though I didn't really get a chance to watch, um, NCAA championship last night, I, with a friend of mine, recapped the rules to a fist fight, a WWE fist fight. So my fantasy booking for you is decent rules for a WWE fist fight. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing in the rules uh, if you're going to call it a fist fight, a fist needs to be involved in the finish somehow. You know, I mean, I, I'm just saying that uh, in said fist fight yesterday, uh, or days ago, I can't remember what day, Tuesday. Uh, so yesterday, um, in said fist fight, I do not remember a single actual punch thrown. Um, and considering one of the contestants in it, was Big Show, whose finishing move is the knockout punch. I the believe WMB. that terminology is signature. Yes, thank you, Vincent K. McMahon. The uh, uh, Fabe. Fabe. <laughs> Fabe. Fabe. Uh, but so, <laughs> so the rules that they had for the match were basically a no disqualification, um, and then the ref determined when one team couldn't continue to compete. Which, uh, first of all, 
it's kind of BS to be perfectly honest because so much of the match took place outside of the ring and then the finish took place inside the ring. Uh, so like, how did that ref know for certain that the people outside of the ring could not come, you know? Um, they could have been getting That's up. a good question. Yeah. But beside that point, um, it, it really, like, if you're going to do something and call it a fist fight, uh, then it really should be uh, um, like a brawl for all, you know. Ooh, boxing match. Boxing match. Or or even if you wanted to say, we're going to do this by MMA rules, you know, so punches and and, and kicks are all legal, um, uh, but you can't leave the ring, you know, or things like that. I don't know. It just, this, this whole thing, I mean, it was effectively a last man standing match without the 10 count. And yeah. Well, or or a Hell in a Cell match in 2019. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like oh, let's just let's let's leave this this fist fight up to the referee to decide. You know, I mean, the simple fact is they could have had the same thing, uh, but had the rule be uh, the people have to be knocked out with a punch. That's it. You know, the rest of the match could have happened exactly the same, but you just have to stand them up and have them punched out. And then it becomes a fist fight. Ooh, there's so much depth to that. Yeah. I mean, you'd think if it's going to be called fist fight, then the fist should have something to do with the the finish, right? Like a kendo stick match or a tables match both have said object factor into the finish of the match. They might as well have just called it a Buddy Murphy match. Whoever can convince Buddy Murphy to (laughs) their side uh, is the winner. I like the idea of Buddy Murphy matches. Yeah. In fact, that's, yeah, uh, VKM, if you're listening right, you can come. You doesn't have to always be Buddy Murphy. It can just be a innocent party match where you have one person who's just in the ring and both sides need to try to convince them to join their side. I don't know. Maybe that's not Sorry, I was enjoying a Diet Pepsi. Um, I know I changed flavors. Yes, that's true. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag still not sponsored. Yes. I'm just taking a drink of a delicious physicist. The Kroger brand knockoff of Dr. Fizz. Anyways, now don't get me wrong. Like I'm bashing on that match uh, a lot because the finish of it was dumb in many ways. Um, but there were some really great spots in it. I know you didn't get to see it yet, but there's a spot, uh, I guarantee you, if you just search for it uh, on uh, the the Google machine, um, you will find it. Kevin Owens runs up the the video wall and does his, his uh, front flip cannonball onto both members of Authors of Pain. Uh, it's, it's really kind of neat to watch. And... I wonder how many times he practiced it so that he knew he he could do it. You know what I mean? Because it's one of those where he had to run like at an angle and up it, and then when when he's near horizontal on it, he had to change the position of his body so he could push off and do the front flip cannonball. Um, it was impressive. It was pretty impressive. Sounds impressive. But um, and 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 I'm not dogging on Buddy Murphy joining the architects of. Pain, the Monday Night Messiah, whatever he wants to call himself from now on. Because uh, I do think that makes it kind of an interesting faction, you know, uh, adding a fourth person who's just an absolutely phenomenal wrestler 
to it is fun. But I just like you call you pitched it up like it was a fist fight, and then like there were maybe some worked punches thrown at the beginning, like Samoa Joe likes to do his little jabs sort of a thing. But it sure. it wasn't involved in the finish of the match. The finish of the match involved a curb stomp, which would be a very violent fist. Yeah, it'd be really hard to do with your fist. I mean, I guess you could have a fist on the ground and someone curb stomp them into your fist. I feel that would probably hurt you just to... Absolutely. So yeah, you know. Um, but like I say, I mean, it's still, it was a fun ending to the night. I just think the name Fist Fight was a misnomer for it and it set up false expectations. Um, when they could have just called it a no DQ match or a, a you know, six man tag or six man no DQ or whatever. I don't know. But so, so yeah, for me, if I was making the rules for a fist fight match, then yeah, I would have definitely a fist has to be involved. Now, by official WWE rules, which they don't like enforce anymore, so I don't know, maybe they've officially changed them, but it was always this way when I was growing up. Punches, closed fist punches were against the rule. Um, I don't know if they still are. I don't feel like they are still. Well, they definitely don't enforce it if they still are. So, but and that's why that's why things like the the chop became such a big thing because it was a a open hand strike that could do as much damage like a punch. Um, and it, and it made a hellacious amount of noise. Yes, it made this wonderful smack sound. Um, and so if you go back and you watch WWE from the '90s and early 2000s, you didn't see hardly anyone throwing punches. Even Stone Cold almost never threw punches. Uh, he would stomp mud holes in people a lot, but the punches weren't really part of his character. And so it's relatively Holes. recently they've... Holes of mud? Yeah, mud holes. Stomping a mud hole. Anyways. Yeah, sounds painful. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh... But so, so in reality, I mean, by the name Fist Fight, the, the easiest way to explain it is that you say for this match, we've rescinded the rule against punches. Uh, you can now punch the, the opponent all you want. But in reality, like it was just it was just a no DQ match or a last man standing match, six man last man standing match that really was just ref's decision, which why after all the crap you got from Hell in a Cell, and matches since then, would you want to leave the main event of Raw in the referee's decision hand? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, that was my thoughts, is it sounds completely and totally like the match that you had already that you probably shouldn't have had already. Yeah, and so, so you know, what I would have done, I probably would have just, like I said, called it a last man standing match. Um, and, and then the match could have played out exactly the same way, you know, because when you've got six man, last man standing matches, it's effectively a no DQ. There's no count outs. All of the stuff can go on elsewhere. The only difference is instead of the ref calling for the bell, when he decided Big Show couldn't stand up, they would have done a 10 count and then Big Show wouldn't have stood up and they would have won. So. I mean, the the other facet to that is it becomes a six-person last. This would be a six-last-team la, standing match, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Or you could do a, a last-man-standing elimination match. You know what Ooh. I mean? So it's three-on-three, three, uh, 
but you're eliminating players, which which would have made even more sense because then they would have been uh, they are able to eliminate you know the the architects of pain, eliminate Samoa Joe, and then they've got an advantage, and then uh, Kevin Owens is able to eliminate one of the AOP, uh, and then it's it's two on two again, and then you know Kevin Owens eliminates the other member of the AOP in some way so now it's two on one seth rollins is in there by himself uh he manages to somehow or another knock ko out so it's now it's just down to him and big show and then he convinces buddy murphy to come in and help him um and because it's a no dq situation the ref can't stop that from happening well and he can't stop aob from coming yeah. Back coming back me. in and interviewing exactly and the only thing that stops Samoa Joe and and KO is they're the good guys um or maybe you have them fully incapacitated in some way uh yep AOP put a, a forklift on top of them that was that was probably the best last man standing setup of all time the camera angles were terrible back then but I not that we're intending to get off on that subject but that was so cool when that happened I think it was Stone Cold The Rock, wasn't it? I believe so. It's been a long time. Now that I've got the network, I really should go back and watch a bunch of that stuff. <laughs> Merry Christmas, man. Yeah, thank you, man. I hope you're enjoying your gift. Totally not wrestling related, but I hope you're enjoying it. Actually, it kind of is, because then I listen to it at work. I can, you know, a lot of those background things happen, but still not sponsored, so we're not going to say what it is. Nope. It is a technological device. This so... You, Motorola. Yeah, still not sponsored. Still not. Um, but yeah, so that's how, I mean, I guess to get back to it, that's how I would probably change it. I'd turn it into a six-man elimination, last-man-standing thing. That's Reasons. the only way to make rules for a fist fight make sense. It still doesn't even make sense if you can't. I mean, it's tough to make a fist part of the finish, which is the, the hole they dug themselves into with that name. Um, but it really yeah. was just a sh- shameless grab at first time ever, you know? They can't say first time ever last man standing match because they've had those before. You could say first time ever six man last man standing match. Could. Yeah, they should have. But anyways, that's how they went and this is how we would have gone. But what do we know? We're just two dudes in Nebraska who host a show on, on Anchor. Oh, now I'm depressed. Uh, but is there anything you would have done to change it? You know, um, I guess my thoughts on it, when I initially heard it, I was like, okay, so Big Show's known for the punch, of course, um, the WMD. And I, I don't think it has to end that way. I thought it was it was going to put other people in odd spots where, you know, say a stomp wouldn't have been the finish. Um, I don't think you have to have a finish that way. But I really thought it was a, a bigger opportunity to bring back or, or introduce a different star um, that's not known for, you know, that that is is going to be known for their punch abilities. Um, and that's probably, I mean... Yeah, I loved where you went with everything, but I, I probably would have done something there. Um, the per- first person that comes to me is um, uh, Wade Barrett or Bad News Barrett, or you know who had the who had the bare knuckle um, history. That's about what I would have done. That <laughs> mm-hmm. there. Well, so. that's what 
I, I thought about bringing up, you know, uh, there was a long period of time in like 95 era WCW that uh, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was uh, proud that his ancestors were were tape knuckled brawlers. So he would do uh, tape matches where he'd tape his fists up and then he'd punch people with. <clears throat> so, I mean, there's been a history of people who've had punches as their their signature moves, their finishers, um, or even just major moves uh, from them. I mean, even William Regal had the the brass knucks that he would sneak in back when he was Steven Regal. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, I guess really, whether it figures into the finish, although I still think with a name like Fist Fight, I feel like it has to figure into the finish, or at least the supposed finish, it still has to figure into the match, regardless of whether it figures into the finish. And there was just, there, you know, aside from having Big Show tease trying to hit the WMD a couple times, uh, I, there were just no punches really thrown. And at that point, it's no longer a fist fight. Like, you know, I've had fights with, with friends and enemies when I was younger that no punches were thrown. We just kind of grabbed each other, threw each other on the ground, rolled around and yelled at each other for a while. Um, I would not call any one of those a fist fight. They were fights, no. not fist fights. Yeah, in fact, the, the times I've I've had fist fights, you know, there was uh, there was one contingency that was pretty common amongst them, um, and that was fist. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I, no. I hate to act like uh, like I'm a little bit smarmy here, but you know, VKM, yeah. VKF kind of thinks that maybe you made a mistake here with this one. Well, and like I say, I just think they were so tied up with with the idea of saying the first ever blah 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 match, um, and they they had this idea of fist fight match, but they didn't, you know, take it to where it needed to go. They they could have had the first ever six man tag uh, six man tag elimination last man standing match. Come up with a name for that, you know, six man tap out match. Well, also. I mean, uh... And as much as I, I like that they put something that they want to make a little bit special on non-pay-per-view, I mean, let's be honest about this. What makes that special, you know? Nothing in the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, calling it a fist fight and then having that happen would be like calling it a submission match and then the match went exactly the same, you know? Yeah. Like... There was no fisting and there was no submit. Uh, really should reword that. There was no fist fighting and there was no submissioning. Ah. So are you suggesting there was fisting? No, there was definitely no fisting saw. either. At least none that we saw. You know, there was part of the match that was not fought in public. Mm -hmm. Behind the scenes a little bit. There. Oh, this is going off the rails. Um, <laughs> I think we should just move on to the second booking challenge of the show uh, and this one is from me to you mm. hopefully better um, than the fisting conversation yeah it, well I don't know maybe so <laughs> so uh, here's my booking challenge um, I, I don't know if you've turned on the twitter machine at all today uh, but on the Twitter webs, there there have been tweetings happen. Uh, uh, Rusev has officially changed his Twitter name uh, and 
bio. He might have changed it back by now, but he had changed it earlier to yep, his Twitter name. His handle is still at Rusev Bull, uh, Bulgaria, I assume. Um, but he changed his name to Miro, which I assume is his real name. Um, and then for a while, his profile uh, bio said uh, soon to be free agent. Now it's just blank. Um, but that's all happened today. So my booking challenge to you is seeing as he's at least teasing that he's uh, nearly done with the WWE and going to go someplace else. I want you to book how you'd rehabilitate him as a wrestler in another promotion. After this horrible Bruce Atlanta storyline going on right now, he needs something. I, I would agree he needs something, um, but I think he I don't I don't think it would take much work to to rehabilitate him. Um I mean I think I think you just let Rusev be Rusev, you know? Like, so so book the plan. Book what promotion he goes to and what he does to start off to make us believe in the Bulgarian brood again. Ooh, he could believe in another place. That would be fun. Him take over Bo Dallas. No, we're not doing that. Um, I think you, I think you just have him come in and annihilate like he did the first time he came in. Like, that's what I'm saying is is I don't think it's that hard to book. Um, you're not going to get Aiden English along with him. So you're not going to get Rusev Day. Well, and I mean, the thing is, you're not going to get Rusev. He's going to be under a different name because I'm sure Rusev is trademarked to the WWE. Uh, but in the end, like I, my, my thoughts are simply this. A, I've heard over the months since Jake Hager made his appearance, his first appearance in uh, AEW, there are a lot of people who still don't buy him as a legitimate big man because of his last run with WWE years ago. The, I think there are a lot of people who will have that same feeling towards Rusev right now, uh, that he's just a glorified jobber, that all he does is these comedy bits, uh, that he can't handle the main event. And that's why that's why I challenge you. I, but I, I want you to tell me where you think he'll go. What do you think he'll do to start off? You know, are we talking going to AEW? Are we talking going to Impact? Ring of Honor? New Japan? Um, God, he's got to stay local because his wife still works for WWE and just signed a new contract. So I'm going to, I mean, either we're lending credence to the divorce storyline. No. Um, or he stays local and, um, God, I don't know. This is too hard to like have it, have it be built. I, th I think if you're going to do it, you're going to stay AEW. You're going to go AEW. Um, if you go AEW, um, you know, his push in my opinion has to come down to a, um, a championship caliber push like almost Chris Statlander-esque in terms of what she's done. Um, and for that, I think you kind of have to have him have this big, huge push of, yeah, just kind of being what he was originally. I, like, I, I don't know how else to put that. He's big, strong, dominant fella who, you know, is going to be tough to beat. That's that's all there is to it. And so who would you have him beat? Who would I have him beat? Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't have him come in and beat Chucky e. T and Brandon Cutler. 
that doesn't build him up. No. As much no. as I like, love Chandler. Like, first, first feud is probably Kenny. Okay. Um, it's Because it's, then you have two guys with size and agility. Different types of agility, but agility nonetheless. Um, you know, Kenny's, what, 6'2", six, 6'4"? So he's tall. He's solid 225 to 250 pounds, somewhere in there. Um, you know, uh, Rusev obviously has the Machka kick, which you can't you can't prevent a guy from doing a super kick. So he might not be called the Machka kick, but um, you know that would be kind of the thing. And I, uh, yeah, I've already said I'm a big fan of running roughshod. You know, so having I really love. Every time that they've done this particular character, um, it's worked very well for the first several months of it, and then somebody has to t- has to make them talk. I love the non-talking, um, non-talking mega badass. Whether it was Kane, whether it was Goldberg, uh, whether it was early on in Rusev's career, um, but he always had Lana there, um, Brock Lesnar. The non-talking mega badass has always been great. I really prefer them without a manager, but a non-talking mega badass that just goes out and kicks ass. Like, basically what they should have done, well, what they are doing with Chris Statlander, and what they should have done with Awesome Kong, um, just, oh, okay, it's time for me to come out and kick somebody's ass and and leave. And probably not even have him in a few... have have those feuds develop because he's just attacking people from the audience or from wherever and and put over that non-talking mega badass and then eventually work into I don't think you need a, a Goldberg streak but a you know um, a guy who wins matches you know who goes in and oh I have to have a match too okay and and it's it's almost a squash until he has a feud that's a back and forth, you know, and it doesn't have to be, I mean, you don't have to have him go out and immediately attack, uh, uh, Jericho or anything. You can just have him kick somebody's ass and leave the ring. Doesn't have to look at the camera and say, that's number one, nothing like that. Just have him kick somebody's ass and leave the ring. That's it. Okay. Well, and the eventual, fe- eventual feud would probably be, I'd want to, I'd want it to be Omega myself, but you can pick whoever you want. No, you can pick because it's your fantasy booking. <laughs> the eventual feud would be Omega in my world. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. What would you do? Uh, I gotta be honest. I think, I think I probably, as much as I like Rusev, um, I think he needs a little bit of time, not on, uh, on the TV for most people uh, to rehabilitate his character. And I say on the TV for most people. What I really mean is, instead of immediately going to an AEW, going to either a Ring of Honor or an Impact, something that's got a little bit less views um, and gives him a little bit more freedom to do some stuff. I mean, you mentioned keeping him local uh, to to keep him near Lana, but you know, I'll point out that uh, John Moxley is still married to Renee Young, and he's flying all over the world doing New Japan and every independent he wants to do right now. So, yeah, um, I guess if you're not if you're if you're not on the WWE schedule, mm-hmm. that's a little yeah. And so, and you know, Impact does a lot of its taping uh, in one location, I believe, most of the time. I guess maybe they've changed it recently. I'm not sure, but uh, 
but they used to do most of their taping in one location and they would tape and they still do i know this much tape two or three weeks at a time uh so he could go to an impact go in there do kind of like what you were saying you know come in as the big conquering brute um and he and he is in the best shape of his career right now there's no arguing that oh yeah there's nobody would even uh, try to that but but i almost think that uh an impact would be a better spot for him just from if, if you want a guy to look like a big brute you have to put him against other big hosses right yeah and how many big hosses do they have right now in aew brian cage well it, it, we think brian cage but like i said on wvu his wife and him both refute that he signed now uh we take the re refutations refuting anyway, we take the denials with a grain of salt <laughs> because uh this is wrestling we're talking about if he signed a contract and they want to keep it a secret of course he and his wife are gonna say he didn't sign a contract um, so, so as of this point, though, him and his wife are saying he hasn't signed a contract, but, uh, insiders are saying that he has. So I'm excited if he goes to AEW, but even with him, what sort of big hosses do they have right now for him to fight? Oh, I, I, uh, Wardlow. Wardlow and, and Jake Hager can't fight, so Wardlow. Yeah, yeah, Wardlow, Jake Hager technically uh, uh, I I guess Dustin Rhodes is technically a bigger guy, but he's not what I would call a hoss by any means. Oh, um, but you go to Impact, um, and you've got just a a host of big guys that he uh you know go against. Um, you know, uh, uh I mean Brian Cage technically, although I think that's probably. I think he's probably going to aid um, and just trying to keep it secret. I would guess that means he's going to show up at Revolution in a month. Um, but you've got Moose. You've got uh, Willie Mack. You've got, I'm trying to think of some of the other people, big Haas types in Impact uh, that he could go against. Oh, uh, AC Romero. Um, I don't know if you know who AC Romero is. He is a very large guy. Um, well, the other thing with him going to Impact is he can be the new Bobby Lashley, since Bobby Lashley is the old Rusev. Madman Fulton's pretty big. Michael Elgin, huge. Uh, Rhino. He's, Rhino's he's a, he's a square. He's yeah. a square. Um, but so they've got they've got just a, a host of big guys that you could have Rusev come in and and go against and you know he doesn't even necessarily have to run through them he can destroy them and still lose the matches you know or or you know stuff like that and you also have a bunch of of bigger yet still small guys that he could go up against like uh johnny swinger um i'm trying to trying to think of some of the other ones rvd is a smaller guy but still a big name to have rusev go oh, against sure uh, uh, Sammy Callahan, um, the Chris brothers, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's a bunch of people. And I think it would be really fun to see him come in there and, and run up the roster to start competing for, uh, the heavyweight belt eventually, whenever they get him off Tessa Blanchard. Cause 
Ooh, he could just come in and Machka kick Tessa Blanchard right in the face. He sure could. Uh, if you want to go that way, he could have a match with ODB. Yo, that would yeah. actually be a pretty entertaining match, I think. Yeah. Um, or Rusev versus Jordan Grace. Ooh, that would be so. Uh, so yeah, I think I think for me, I'd probably have him go to Impact, and and at that point, you know, in Impact, he could run up the roster. He can, you know, be a big fish in in a relatively small pond and rehabilitate it there. And then later he can go to wherever he wants. You know, I'm not saying he signs a five-year exclusive deal with Impact. Sign a one-year with an option to renew. And at the end of one year, he can maybe then go to AEW or New Japan or Ring of Honor or back to WWE if they decide they want to give him a boatload of money. Yeah, I don't understand how this is even like a conversation. I really don't because... I feel like this is not happening. No, I, I'm I'm probably 90% sure that he's using this as a negotiation tactic. Uh, but, I mean, if you look recently, there have been a string of WWE guys who have changed their Twitter handles to whatever to imply that they're planning on leaving. Oni Lorcan did it. Uh, Oni Lorcan even went so far as to release a statement saying he'd requested his release from WWE and then uh, two weeks later it announced he sound, signed a huge deal uh, to stay in WWE so he changed it back to Tony Lorcan and everything's fine now um, well Randy he's not Orton under the same know. token yeah Randy Orton Randy Orton never went to the level of changing his, his Twitter handle but he did definitely make it sound like he was thinking about leaving WWE for AEW and then they cut him a huge check I mean and more power to him that's that's where the wrestlers now have to realize that they have the negotiation power now you know yeah. until AEW came around the wrestlers didn't have negotiation power it was yeah. take what WWE gives you or or you, Japan I, yeah I guess yeah, so. you can go make less money someplace else you know um, and uh, coming from an American uh, working in this capitalist society, uh, even if you dislike your job, it is really hard to get to the point where you're like, yeah, I'll take less money someplace else because of how much I dislike my job. Uh, because we all need financial stability. We have bills to pay. We've got medical bills or or debts uh that we need to pay or even even not even medical bills but medical coverage you know all of these things play into yeah. our I ideas of of where we can be and where we can't be and and so you know right now and uh, up until AEW's existence if you were in WWE even if you were unhappy um they had the power because you say I'm unhappy uh you know pay me more or I'll leave they could say well then leave go work someplace where you'll make a ton less and not be on tv where anyone can see you and you know get lost in the shuffle or you can take what we're going to give you and shut up like a good little boy okay okay mr mcmahon i'll do that thank you speaking oh. of which i'll be happy to shut up like a good little boy for a wwe salary i won't even travel to the shows i'll just be here yeah. waiting for to be told what my good little boy stuff is yeah Basically, you'll be Brock Lesnar with a few less dates. Uh, and a little less wrestling skill. Okay, a lot less. You know, we've talked about it before. 
We don't have anything against Brock Lesnar's skill in the ring. We have against, and it's not his fault that WWE offered him the sweetest deal in wrestling. Um, that, holy cow. You know, he, he took it. He, oh, you only want me to wrestle 20 dates a year? Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I'll give, I'll lend credence to your title by holding it somewhere other than here ever. Um, I guess the only sweeter deal uh, would reportedly be Marty Skrulls with Ring of Honor, where they're giving him WWE-like money to wrestle 40 days a year um, and be the head booker for their company. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, by the way, Marty Skrull, on your um, Impact World Championship. Yeah, your impending Impact World Champion, and I don't know, or Ring of Honor World Champion, and I don't know, uh, are they bringing back the pure wrestling title? He'll get that one, too. Um, do they have anything else? Uh, a TV title? You know, he might be a Triple Crown uh, winner in... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but but in that news, in that case, we shall move on because uh, we've complained about Rusev and we've complained about fist fights long enough that we should go on to something that hopefully is a little bit it's of fun. It's not a complaint. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about... Nullify, vilify, or deify. That is our shameless copy of Fire Push Berry. We just control C, control V, change the name. Uh, the rules are very simple. You must nullify someone out of wrestling entirely, vilify one to the bottom of the card, and deify one just like, I don't know, Randy Orton in his own mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, DA Babe, your choices are Awesome Kong, Becky Lynch, and Shayna Baszler. You're a dick. Uh, um, sorry, YouTubers. You're a jerk. Um, all right. Uh, awesome Kong's been out of it for a long time. I'm going to go ahead and nullify her. Don't okay. want to. Gotta. Um, Baszler plays such a good heel. But I don't want her to be bottom of the card. Um, this is effective immediately. Yes, right away. Man, if I if I could if I had time to work with this, um, I'd probably change this. But but because it's effective immediately, um, Baszler will be vilified and Becky will be deified. And the rest. I just uh, we we need a, a quality tweener face on. Yeah, so Becky's sticking around. Good enough. <sighs> That's rough, though. It is a tough one. That is rough. I almost put Tennille Dashwood instead of Awesome Kong. That would have made it rougher. That's for sure. All right, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Who you got for me? Nullify, vilify, deify. Uh, Stephanie, Trips, Shane. Oh, jeez. Um, now are we talking? Uh as a whole or their wrestling character persona uh well you, I, you can't get rid of them as a whole so the character persona okay um then she is a tough one because the most no, relevant character personas over the last couple of years there's no really there's no really great person to to deify in that um that my goal you know uh uh nullify stephanie that's that's a given. Um, okay, uh, 
I'm just I'm I'm fine if we never see her on T again. She can still be involved with the company as far as I care, you know, and everything, but just no more. Um vilify I'm gonna vilify trips uh so that we no longer have to see the yearly match at WrestleMania where he wins. Yeah. And then I guess I'm deifying Shane. Um yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, I know how it feels, fella. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I'm finally answering that just yet cuz the more I I just I have a bad taste in my mouth right now, literally. Yeah, the last Shane story was what led me to do a different order for this. Um uh, Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to go final answer on that as much as it gives a bad taste in my mouth. I just I I don't want to see Steph anymore. And frankly, I think Trips can be retired uh, from wrestling and just go off and run his his little independent NXT show. Uh, Pissant T-shirt company. Oh yeah. wait, that's the other one. Pissant yeah. non. Piss. Pissant University Entertain Weekly University Entertainment. Yeah, company. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess that's the way I'd go, but. Ah, I'm not exactly happy about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am surprised. I think I would have villain. I. I don't want to deify trips either, though. So I'd have probably ended up deifying Steph, just not necessarily in a character role. I mean, yo, she invented women, so. Yeah. 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 God, and I don't want to get rid of. You don't want to get rid of Shane. You just don't ever want that storyline ever again. Exactly. Like that's the hard part with Shane. Yeah. But if you give him a push and he's at the top, he doesn't have to be a heel. Well, and I mean, ultimately, even if he's a heel, if he's the the chicken shit heel uh, that just relies on a Drew McIntyre or something like that to help him win, it's the problem was with the last one was he he legitimately thought he was a great wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and the real storyline would have been if he called himself the best in the world, but always lost, always lost or always needed help and knew that he always needed help. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm the greatest, I'm the best in the world. And here's why Drew McIntyre kicks everyone in the face so that I can pin them. Well, I mean, I think what hurt that storyline the most was was his feud with Miz. Him getting the wins over Miz was ridiculous. Like, yeah. because there wasn't interference. He beat the Miz. Yeah, and that's the deal is, if they would have just had Claymore kicks, now he wins, and then he gets up and par- parades around like he thinks he's legitimately the best in the world, even though we just watched him have someone else Claymore kick. You know? That... Yeah. That would have changed that whole storyline entirely. You could have even had the, hey, I'm going to put the title on you. I'll lay down for you if you help me win this match and have him win a title, which is where Stone Cold's turn came. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have the title. Stone Cold went heel. But on that note, I suppose we'll start to wrap it up for this one. Uh, 
As always, I said earlier, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, make sure if you're uh, listening to this on YouTube, you give us a thumbs up and you uh, subscribe and you share that. If you're listening on to whatever other platform you use, I'm sure they've got some way to rate it or thumbs up it or whatever and some way to click subscribe to make sure you get every new episode. Uh, you can also go to anchor.fm. You can leave us voice reviews there. You can support us there by throwing us a couple bucks to help us uh, do this podcast on the regular. And then you can go on to Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, hop on there, give us five stars, just pretend like you're Vince McMahon, and we're the Rusev Lashley Lana storyline. That's good S word. That's great TV right there. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Five stars. You know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't talked to uh, that agent, um, Agent Russo. Yeah, we haven't. Maybe, maybe next week we'll we'll get in touch with him, see what he has for us. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he, he has some unique ones sometimes. Sometimes he does. It's a little crazy there. But <laughs> on that note, we will close the book on the FBI this week, and we will see you later this week with a, a WBU. Thanks for listening.